Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Get Lit Ferrari, and this is your host, Christina Fivecoat. Okay, so this week, we're going to chat about The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. So, this book is... Probably the most amazing book that I've read in a really long time. A friend of mine, after I posted it on Facebook when I was finished writing it, and I was like, if you're looking for a book to read or like your next read, this is it because it is amazing. And then a friend of mine commented, actually a former student um, who has her own blog called Live the Book Nerd, L-I-V, Olivia, um, <clears throat> She was like, V.E. Schwab is like the one of the best writers of this century. So I've never read anything by this person before. This is my first experience. And now I feel like I need to find out why she's making that claim. Um, but I agree that this book was amazing. I loved it. Every like this book had me from the summary before I ever read it. <laughs> Okay, so if you like Hitchcock, then you're probably going to love this book. This is a modern take on selling your soul for something, okay? So she wanted, this person wanted more time. Um, she didn't want to belong to anyone, and what prompted it was um, she was born in 1714, maybe? I don't remember. Um, a long time ago. Or maybe, no, I think it was late 16-something. Because I think in 1714, she was 23. So do the math. I don't know, backwards. Um, and that's how old she was. But anyway, regardless. Um, <clears throat> so she was like, I need more time. Her parents were, you know, from the 1600s. And they were like, your goal is to get a, a husband, right? And so she was like, no, this is not my life. I am not made for these 10 meters of this small town in France where I'm going to live and die and like walk the same paths that my parents did and die in this, you know, and be buried in this small plot of a cemetery that her parents and everybody that she ever knew was like, she was like, absolutely not. This is no, no, forget it. And then um, she had this elderly friend, Estelle, who like, okay, so Oh, I don't even think I told you her name. Well, it's the title of the book, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Um, so Addie LaRue is the main character, and her parents were um, Christians, or they were Catholic. I don't recall which. Um, but then she had this elder friend named Estelle who would pray to the old gods, right? Um, like, she's like, oh, what is their name? And, and Estelle was like, they don't have a name. There's as many gods as you have questions, you know, like, so she would like, 
make sacrifice, not make sacrifices, but like give little tokens for like the river or whatever, right? To make things flow well, like that sort of thing. Like she was just like, there's old gods and then there's the new god. And so Estelle warned her, like, don't ever pray to the gods that answer at night. Okay, so Addie was about to be married off, like literally was being dragged to the church by her parents to marry this guy whose wife died in childbirth and they already had three kids. So she was like walking into this life and she was like not having it, right? And so then she runs to the river and she sacrifices this wooden ring that her dad had made because her dad was a woodworker. And she is like, gave this ring to the river, like, come on, please. Like, I just need more time, you know? And then all of a sudden, there she was. And so she's arguing with, one might say, the devil um, about the terms of the agreement, you know? And so she was just like, fine. And it wasn't until after that she had realized that because she had made this statement like, oh, I don't want to belong to anyone. No one ever remembered her. So like as soon, like when she was done and she went back, like her parents didn't remember her. Estelle didn't remember her. Like literally as soon as they like turned away or were out of sight or behind a door or something, they had no idea who she was. Like they didn't remember her from before that anyway, but like everybody, everybody forgot her as soon as she walked away. Like as soon as she was gone, she couldn't write anything. She couldn't draw. She couldn't anything. Um, so she was always forgotten to by history, like completely. And she ended up living for like 300 years. And it says that in the summary that like no one remembers her. Uh, you know, until 300 years later. And then, right, <clears throat> um, so no one remembers her. She goes through her life every single day. She doesn't have a home, nothing. Um, and so she has to scround and seal and cheat and lie because she can never tell her story. She can never say her name. She can never write anything down. Therefore, she can't hold a job, you know. Um, so she's just, like, trying to exist every day, but she's like a very willful, stubborn girl, right? So she refuses, you know, to give in. And she, she was basically like, her deal with the devil was basically like, you can have my life when I no longer want it. Okay. And so there was this one day where he like basically, oh, and he comes back every year, like on their anniversary to ask her if like, are you done yet? Right. Like, are you ready to, like, give me your soul? And she's all like, yeah, fat chance. <laughs> so, because, like I said, she's a very willful girl. And <clears throat> she's like, it's a game. I'm not going to let him win, right? And so she goes through all of the pain, all of the agony of being alone in the world. But she's not really alone. It's just. You know, every day it's like the first day for everybody that she's with, even though if it's been like months or years or however long that she's been with somebody on her side, for that person, it's the first day. 
you know? And so like, there's this one who falls in love with her every day in California. Um, <laughs> and there's another one in New York that falls in love with her every day at some gig he's playing. And she's, she's like a muse for artists. Like they paint her, they draw her, they take pictures or so they think they take pictures of her. Like she's been in countless like history, like, or, or art, you know? And so she's very recognizable in the freckles that she has on her face, which are also like, like that look like the constellation that's on the cover of the book. And so <clears throat> it's, you know, in, in the summary, it says like until 300 years later, then, okay. So it's then that person's friend that brings it to his attention. And this person who does remember her, because remember it says like, and then until 300 years later, this person remembers her. He's like, I remember you. <clears throat> and then she's like, what? You remember me? Like, so then she's like, oh my God, I've waited 300 years for somebody to remember me. <laughs> and you remember me? She's like so ecstatic about it. Um, <clears throat> but like in, in between that and the 300 years beforehand, like she had actually, I want to say fallen in love with the devil. Like they had a relationship. They like, it was just so much you know, because he was the only one that ever remembered her until this point. And so this was like amazing for her. And um, it's just, I cannot, I can't recommend this book enough. It's, it's pretty remarkable. It's amazing. I loved it. I think that you're going to love it. Um, it's got that like, through time kind of thing that I love, you know, different eras, different um, life experiences, like an alternate reality kind of thing. And so um, that's it. I hope you like it. Um, I loved it. <laughs> Again, if you, if you're looking for your next read, this is definitely it. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. All right. Take care, everybody, and have a lovely day. Bye.